fancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Come on in for an evening of poems and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and courage. A motherload of remembrance. A true showcase of the Old West with the old cowboy, J.C. Holsey. could have done better There were times I did my best I try to hang on to those good times and just let go of the rest There were times when I was angry Now I can't remember why And it took me a lot of years till I was man enough to cry And I learned that time is precious A great demanding gift You make the most of what you get And it all comes down to this Get a dog, get a wife Have some kids, get a life And shame on you if you neglect them That's a dirty, rotten crime We're all living on borrowed time. There were times that I wasted, times when I shone. Some magical times I spent with friends And some times I spent alone When I was young I thought I would live forever Now some days it feels like I have But I'm thankful for time that I've been given And the aches just ain't that bad So nourish your hopes Cherish your dreams Find your voice deep in Rear back and sing and get a husband, get a horse, have some grandkids, of course, and shame on you if you neglect them. It's a dirty, rotten I felt constricted Like I could not be myself But my wounds were self-inflicted I can't blame nobody else There were friends that I lost Friends that I found Sometimes I spent up in the mountains With no one else around And time 
is not the enemy And time is not your friend Time is what you've made of it When your time here comes to an end So catch some fish, catch a wife Love your kids, love your life And shame on you if you neglect them That's a dirty, rotten Jones, folks. We're going to be talking to him a little bit later, but right now I want to tell you something that I've got on my mind. I just returned from the fall gathering of authors in Texarkana, Arkansas. You know, I met more folks at this event that wanted to be an author than all the other events I've been to. My advice to each of them was to simply do it. Don't let anything or anybody, including yourself, talk you out of it. Or as Larry the Cable Guy says, get her done. There's something else that I heard at this event more than the others. It was the sad stories about a certain publishing company that's taken advantage of innocent authors who just wanted to get their book or books out before the readers. I won't call this company by name because I don't do that thing, but maybe I should, so others won't be taken in and be robbed of their finances. Sometimes I feel if I hear that company's name one more time, I, well, I don't know what I'd do. I know what I'd like to do, but I can't, I can't tell about that on air. Please, all you new authors and wannabe authors, don't pay anybody to publish your work. I know how you feel when you've written that great story and you know it's exactly what the world needs. You go and you do a quick search on the internet, you find all these publishers that makes all kinds of promises for a price. I know how excited you feel that you now have a publisher interested in your brand new story. It's a great feeling that can't hardly be described, but please... Please don't fall into that trap of paying to fulfill your dream. You'll wind up heartbroken and deep in debt. I hear this story almost every day. Well, I paid them money, and they haven't delivered what they promised. Or they want more money to take my book to the next level. Folks, listen to this old cowboy. There ain't no guarantee in the book business. If somebody tells you you'll be selling a certain amount of books in a certain amount of time, they're not being truthful with you. Or if you didn't understand what I just said, These folks are lying to you. I will agree that a few folks have had successful ventures with these publishers, but there are more broken hearts and dashed dreams than success stories. And what really makes me mad is this is only one of many such companies of these dream robbers. Beware. They're out there just waiting for the person with that desire, with that dream to share their newly written bestseller with the readers. These scoundrels are poised and ready to pounce on you like a rabid skunk. And if you fall into their trap, it could cause you to become so discouraged you might even think about throwing in the towel. Again, I urge you, I beg you, don't jump at the first so-called opportunity. Check more than one publisher and pick one that wants to help and not hurt you. We want to welcome to the Wild West Showdown today, Mr. Jim Jones. Welcome, Mr. Jones. Well, thank you very much for having me. You're a singer, a songwriter, and an author. Do you do anything else? 
Or a better question might be, do you have time for anything else? <laughs> uh, singing and writing songs and writing books is my main occupation. I don't have any other jobs other than the things my wife dreams up for me to do around the house. How long have you been doing this full time? I've been doing it full time for a about two years, maybe two and a half years now. I, uh, I, I've had a full-time job prior to that, along with my wife would say working full-time as a musician and author too. So, uh, what was your occupation before this? Uh, I have a degree, a master's degree in clinical social work. I worked with kids in a variety of different settings. The last four years before I, I retired from that career were in a, in a, school setting, uh, working with kids that were had behavior disorders. That sounds like a great occupation. It was mostly a lot of fun with some with some rough spots here and there. But uh, I'm sure working with people. You're married. Do you have a family? I have two grown kids. Uh, my son is uh, actually has a Ph.D. in physics. I guess he got that from his mama's side and. Uh, he works for Amazon, lives in Seattle with his wife and our two grandsons. And then our daughter uh, is, she's 25 and she's just, she's a live an actor and singer who lives in New York City. And she just got a really nice job for Carnival Cruise Line. So we're really excited, except that we're not going to see her for about six months. So Sounds like they might be following in your footsteps a little. To, to some extent, yeah, although she's got, she's got, a whole lot more talent than I've got. I'm a distant third in terms of singing in the, in the family. What does your family think about what you do? Um, my wife probably thinks I'm crazy, but she knew going in, so it's not a big surprise. And, and uh, she's certainly been incredibly supportive over the years. Uh, I think my kids are, are pretty pleased with it. I think they realize that their dad's a little bit different from other, other dads that of their friends, but uh, you dress like a cowboy. Do you live the life of a cowboy? Uh, you know, not not growing up. Uh, I mean, I was a city boy growing up. I, as I've gotten older uh, and have gotten into Western music, I've made just a lot of good cowboy friends, and uh, they have included me on many occasions. Uh, enough for me to learn some skills, but more importantly, to learn that I'm really not a cowboy, and they are. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, cowboy's something different, ain't he? It is, and there's. I think most people don't have a clue as to all of the skills and um, experience that it takes to really do that job. There's just a whole lot more to it than most people would know about. You know, when I was a kid, we'd go to the Saturday matinee and watch Roy Rogers and Gene Autry and Lash LaRue and all of those guys. Everybody wanted to be a cowboy back then. Did you want to be a cowboy when you was a kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my I was, uh, you know, uh, my generation was sort of divided between the Roy Rogers fans and the Gene Autry fans. And I was definitely in Roy's camp. Uh, I like Gene just fine, but I, I Roy was my hero. And so from a very early age, I I followed all that stuff and, and uh, dressed up as a cowboy. And, you know, it was real, real important. At what age did you decide you wanted to be a singer and an author? Uh, well, it was different for the two. When I was in college, um, I mean, I'd always really liked music and uh, had some ability, just some natural ability to do it. 
so when I was in high school, I kind of messed around with being in a in a garage band, and, and literally that's all we were. We never played outside of the garage, but you know we rehearsed a lot. Uh, when I went off to school, I went to school in Austin, and that was a prime time for uh, a lot of the great singer songwriters like Michael Martin Murphy and um, Guy Clark and some of those folks that. Um, and I was just inspired by their work, and I think that's when I really got the bug and started writing my own songs and and uh, into that. Um, as a as an author, I, I couldn't. I, it doesn't make sense, so it's hard to explain. But one day, I just thought, you know, I've never written a book. And I've got an idea. I think I'll just do it. And um, took a while, but how long did it take? You know, it took me. It probably took more than five years for me to really get serious about it. I would work, you know, I'd work fairly steadily for a few months, and I'd lay off for months at a time. And finally, I just thought, you know, I'm either going to do this, or I should just delete these files from my computer and move on. And so I, I really got serious and worked at it, and then. It took a couple of more years for me to finish my first book, uh, sort of, and then get it published and uh, and learn about the publishing business and learn about getting editors who really can help you write better and, and uh, that sort of thing. So it's been a long process, but it's been a lot of fun. You say it took a while to learn. Do you feel like you learned it? Uh, I feel like I'm still in the process of learning. Um, I'm actually on the – I've got a – a book that's been accepted for publication by a, a publisher, interestingly enough, in, in the state of Maine, who publishes a whole lot of Western novels. And uh, they've worked with me to develop the manuscript. I have this incredible editor who just just rips me to pieces and then, and then helps me <laughs> kind of pull things back together and, and get it to where it needs to be. And I think I'm becoming a much better writer because of her work. So... Yes, an editor is a lot of help. A tremendous help, if you get the right editor. Yes, you have to get the right editor. You have to get the right publisher. You have to get the right cover designer. But sometimes it's a struggle to do all that. Well, it is, and you, and you do need people that, that will be straight with you. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of people that are going to tell you how wonderful you are, and, and you can start to believe it and, and end up not getting better at what you do because none of us is as wonderful as we could be if we worked if we, you know, work on improving our, our weak spots. And so it's, you know, but you got to be able to take the feedback. You said it took a couple to three years to write your first novel. How long does it take you to write a novel now? The last, the, the one that's coming out next year, I, I'm pretty sure I got it done in less than a year. Uh, and I did write it after I had, had quit my day job, uh, you know, one of my difficulties is, is as a musician, I'm on the road fairly often, and when I'm traveling, it's it's a lot harder to to consistently work. Uh, I just don't have I don't have the laptop and all that stuff to, and really the time when you're on the road, there's not that much free time uh, to sit and continue to work on the manuscript. So I just have to really hit it hard when I'm at home. So it took me about a year to do this last one, and I'm working on the next one actually right now, and so. Um, hopefully, I'm going to I'm going to cut that time down to more like nine months or something. You mentioned a couple of singers earlier. Do you have a favorite singer? Uh, I've got a, a number of, of favorite singer and singer songwriters. I guess in in the Western field, Ian Tyson is probably right at the top of my list. I mean, 
I've, I've admired his work for many, many, many years, and also his songwriting is just amazing. And he's still, I mean, at eighty something, he's still writing great new material. So he's a he's somebody I truly admire. Um, I, and like I mentioned, Guy Clark, a Texas songwriter who who's one of the finest songwriters we've ever had. Um, so there's a bunch of the Texas songwriters I really admire. Um, I love Amy Lou Harris. Of course, I love, I could just watch Amy Lou Harris even if I couldn't hear her sing, but her singing is, is tremendous. So uh, she's, she's one that I really, really enjoy tremendously. Okay, you sing country songs. You write Western books. Have you ever considered writing another genre? Uh, you know, I, I have, um, I, you know, the, the thing about writing what you know is, is, is certainly an issue and a factor in that. I mean, I, I'm familiar more with Western topics and, um, I, I actually had the idea and I, and I may still do it to write a kind of a Western fantasy book for young people, uh, which I, I haven't done yet. I've just kind of started some outline stuff, but, uh. That would be a little bit of a departure, but um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if I have time to learn a, an entire different genre than, than what I'm doing now. So. Can you explain the difference in writing a song and writing a story or writing a book? Uh, you know, a couple of differences. One thing I, I calculated this, and by the way, writing a book for me is a whole lot harder. Uh, a typical song uh, that I write would have about 400 words. The novels that I write generally have 80,000 or more words, so it's like writing 200 songs. And you know, one of the similarities that with a song, you really, if you want to do it right, you want to go over every single word and every single idea that you express and and make sure it's all right. Well, you, have, you really ought to do the same thing with a book, but it's 200 times the length, and so it's very challenging. Uh, and the other thing is, in a book, you need to have, you need to pace the story so that you don't tell everything right up front. And when you're in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to, to see, well, you know, maybe I just need to wait and not, not share this particular piece of information now, and I'll put it, you know, three chapters down the line or something. And it's, you kind of have to be able to see that in your head. And uh, I think I'm getting better at it, but uh, that's one of the things that that I've had to learn about is just pacing and uh, you know, seeing the whole story, even though it's it's a long story. I know as a singer songwriter myself and also an author, I find it hard to come up with characters' names and titles. Do you have that problem? You know, a lot of the characters that I've come up with in my uh, in my books, you know, they sort of some of them are composites of friends. Uh, except for the bad guys, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> None of my friends are. Yeah, sometimes they have their moments, but they're not really bad guys. Uh, so it's it's not. It hadn't been that hard for me to come up with most of the characters, but it, but the villains in the book. Uh, one of the things I try real hard to do is make them really bad, but at the same time, give enough depth to their character so that it sort of makes sense, so that you you can understand how they might be that way, even though. It, you know it's a bad thing and, and not the way people should be. But uh, so that's not so that the, in the story the villains aren't necessarily just caricatures, but they seem like real people. Uh, in fact, one of the things now that I think about it, since you asked, is that uh, in every book I've written, the bad guy has 
has had elements of some characters in the that you can find in in New Mexico history, uh, outlaws and people like that. That that I've kind of pick I kind of pick and choose some of the characteristics and some of the the actions that people in in the history of New Mexico have committed and and include those in the characters. So your stories are set in New Mexico, is that correct? Yeah, they are. They're all set up in uh, so far. They've all been set up in uh, northern New Mexico in. Uh, Little village of Cimarron, uh, which is in Colfax County, and uh, in the it, right around the same time that Billy the Kid was happening down in Lincoln County, uh, and there was something called the Colfax County War uh, in northern New Mexico, just like the Lincoln County War in southern New Mexico, and all of it had to do really the basis of it was crooked politicians stealing land from from the citizens. So. Uh, your main character in your books is named Jared Delaney, is that right? Jared Delaney in the first three books. In this in this fourth book, uh, a character that first appeared in the second book and then had a bigger role in the third book, his name is Tommy Stallings, and uh, he got his own book because he, he just kind of emerged as a powerful character. So, What is the main story, the main theme of Jared Delaney? It starts out, he, he winds up in northern New Mexico, uh, in the midst of all of this range war and, and people, politicians stealing land from people. And uh, he is uh, a young cowboy, probably, I think he was 21 at the time. And uh, his background is that when he was nine years old, he, he lived on, in the panhandle of Texas and his family was killed by uh, outlaws who came and, and, and killed his parents and he hid. And, uh, and so he's been... He has what what nowadays we would call post traumatic stress disorder, but no, we didn't know about it back then. Oh. And uh, so he's real distrustful of people, real hesitant to commit or take sides in anything. And he kind of gets sucked into the middle of this. He's in the middle of this conflict between the the sheriff, who's a good guy in the first novel, and uh, a number of the people citizens who are trying to stand up to these these bad guys who are stealing cattle and killing people and uh, but he also kind of gets suckered into being on that side for a while and has to really kind of make a decision about how he wants to live his life and, and do what's right or not. And uh, So it really is kind of a morality story and a, an issue of right and wrong and how you make those choices. This new book you got coming out, who's the main character and what does he do? In this one, uh, this is... Uh, this this character Tommy Stallings has gone from being a kind of a young punk cowboy with a with an attitude, uh, and the character Jerry Delaney in the second book and the third book kind of helps him get his get his mind right and his attitude straightened out. Uh, he becomes the deputy sheriff, and uh, he's having to. There is a, another bad guy that's out marauding, and, it, and it's this is more actually this is a little bit more of a mystery. Uh, in that there's there's all this intrigue about who who's behind these bank robberies that this bad guy outlaw and his gang are pulling off, and there's it it begins to look like there's uh, some people on the inside, some powerful people that are kind of for some reason that become that's part of the mystery uh, are are kind of supporting this outlaw and are, are in cahoots with the outlaw, and so he's trying to track them down and figure out who's on what side and. And that sort of thing. Sounds interesting. 
Yeah, it's, it's a little different from the, the previous ones because I didn't want to just keep writing the same thing. So, Okay, you named a couple of singers that you like. Do you have a favorite author? Well, again, you know, I as far as Westerns, my favorite Western author is the late Elmer Kelton. Uh, I think he writes, and I, I got to know Elmer not super well or anything, but he was an amazing author, but also just a, a gentleman and one of the kindest, most generous people you'd ever want to meet. Um, and he, one of the things he talked about was, unlike somebody like Louis L'Amour, who, who talked, he talked about Louis had all his heroes were, you know, six feet tall and bullet bulletproof. And Elmer said his main characters characters were five seven and nervous. <laughs> and you know, kind of tried to write. He wrote great books about real people. Um, his book, The Time It Never Rained, is just a classic. And and so, when it comes to westerns, I think he really has written about the West just very authentically um, and really captured the essence of what's really, you know, the very best of, of the West. So he's he's my number one uh, person. And then I read a lot of mysteries. I really like the Craig Johnson Longmire series. Uh, I've, I've read uh, other mystery, mysteries. Uh, Robert Parker that wrote the Spencer novels and then Jesse Stone that Tom Selleck continues to do, and then he also wrote the Opelousa and some of those other ones that became that were westerns that Vigo um, Mortensen and, and uh, Ed Harris did movies of. So. You said this is your fourth book coming out. So have you written four books? Can you tell us how many songs you've written? Oh my goodness, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I, I mean, and, and then you have to say, okay, are we counting just the ones that you keep or the, all the ones you've written but <laughs> that are throwaways? I mean, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Now, you know better than to throw anything away. Well, I know. They're all they're yeah. all somewhere in this. I have a filing cabinet, and they're, they're way in the back, and I, I go mining those every so often. Okay. Uh, do you hear from your fans very much? Well, you know, I do, and um, that's one of the things. I mean, you, people can waste a lot of time on Facebook, but it's also a great way to stay connected to people, and that's what that's what I use it for, really, is to kind of interact with people. And, um, you know, you can do it. I mean, just, uh, just today, I mean, uh, we had our Western Music Association, New Mexico chapter, has a, a jam session. Uh, it's getting ready to be once a month, and we had it last night. And we had a great time. We had a, a great songwriter, Luke Reed, from up around Santa Fe, was there for the first time, and so we, we had a real good crowd. And so, and they post pictures on Facebook, and and so you know they make comments, and I go in and make comments and thank them or tease them or whatever, you know. So it's it's a great way to get to know people. Do you hear from your fans very much? I did, and. In 2014, I did a, a weekly blog uh, almost every week. Uh, I must have been out of my mind. That was more work than I'd done in a long, long time. Uh, it was it was a great exercise to in writing because it, it made me – I had to sit down and think and come up with something and try to make it as good as I could in a pretty short period of time. Um, I, and I quit doing it because it took up a lot of time, and I just – I didn't really have time for it with everything else I was doing, but uh, but I did put it together in, in a compilation. So basically, the only social media you do is Facebook. You're not hooked up on Twitter or any other thing like that. No, I'm not um, not involved in Twitter, and 
you know, I mean, maybe I should be, but I, again, it's like I, I only have so much time, and and I there's so many things I don't get done already that I, if I added that, that would just be one more thing I wouldn't get done consistently. Okay, if you gave advice to an up and coming singer or an author, what would you say to them? Um, you know what I would say to people is, and you know, there's an old saying that that. Um, you know, success or even genius in in whether it's music or writing is is ten percent creativity and ten uh, percent uh, inspiration, ninety percent perspiration. I think if you're going to engage in those activities and really try to make a career out of them, you better be prepared to work harder than you've ever worked in your life um, for less reward and and you got to be not just willing, but you got to be enthusiastic about seeking out feedback from people who, like I said earlier, who will be honest with you and say, you know what, this is something you need to work on, um, and then work on it. And and you got to have a thick skin, and you got to go out and try to get, you know, either get your books published or try to get performances and try to get paid for it and then have to put up with people that either don't listen to you or they want to hear you play Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett and, and continue to, to plod onward. Have you ever gotten discouraged? Said to heck with this, just throw in the towel. You know, I, I have on occasion. And in fact, I tell I, one of the things I tell people if they ask me this is there was a time back when I was uh, in back when I was in my probably late twenties, early thirties, and I'd just gotten a rejection for something I really wanted to do, and I didn't I didn't get to do it, and. You know, when I when I got it, I was thinking, you know, why don't I do this? This is ridiculous. It just I, I hate it. I should just quit. And I woke and then I went, ended up performing that night and everything went well. And I was driving home and I thought, you know, you, you can quit something that you do, but you can't quit who you are. And so if, if you're really a singer songwriter or if you're really an author, you can't quit being who you are. Uh, so don't try to quit. Don't you, you have to learn to believe in yourself while at the same time being as honest you, as you can and, and objective about what you need to do better and that sort of thing. How can folks find you on the internet? I have a, my website is jimjonesmusic.com. Uh, it's important that they put Jim Jones music, not Jim Jones, because if they just put Jim Jones, they'll either get a whole bunch of stuff about that, the Guyana tragedy, the guy that poisoned all those people with the Kool-Aid, or they'll go to the website of a, a um, rap performer, and I'm neither one of those guys, so jimjonesmusic.com. All right, and you're on Amazon also, is that correct? Books and, and music, and also if you go to that website, though, it'll take you, uh, I have a link on that to, for my, my music. You, it takes you to CD Baby, and then for the books, it takes you to Amazon. And it'll also tell us where you're going to be performing next, is that right? Yes, it will. We appreciate so much you being on the Wild West Showdown with us today. And I want to give you a special invitation to come back and visit with us any time. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. We'll talk to you later then. Okie doke. Now, all you cowboys, listen up. Every path has a few puddles. This is the old cowboy saying adios and happy trails. Come on back next week to the Wild West Showdown with the old cowboy J.C. Holsey. Thank you.